Uh, I think I've misplaced a saltine. <coughs> a saltine? A saltine cracker is in my house, and I don't remember eating it. But I can't find it where I thought I put it down. Is this uh, a regular occurrence? Not always, although I have been known to pick up a cookie, start eating a cookie, put it down, and then get another cookie from the pack, and then see my unfinished cookie, <laughs> like, as if I ash them or something. Um, so I've been known to, uh, you know, start a cookie and then start a new one without finishing the other one. But, um, you know, it's been a while since that. I've been trying to concentrate on finishing the cookie I start. <laughs> So that I'm not just swamped with unfinished cookies. But um, I grabbed a couple of saltines and went in my room. And I had to write something on a post-it. And so I finished one saltine as I thought, oh, let me write that down and stick it on the wall. So I put down the other saltine on my nightstand and picked up a little pad of post-its and a pen. Wrote what I needed to write didn't stick it on the wall, walked into <laughs> walked into the dining room area, put that pad down, peeled off the sticky thing, and then went back in my room, stuck it where I needed to stick it, and then turned around and my saltine was not there. And I was like, wait a minute. Did I eat the saltine? I don't <laughs> remember. I, I mean, my mouth was full of saltine, but I thought it was from the other saltine. Not from the second saltine. I thought it was from the first saltine. Anyway, that was like, oh, I don't know, four hours ago. And I'm (laughs) still concerned. I checked my cat. She doesn't really like saltines. So she didn't eat it or move it, I don't think. Yeah, no, she's capable. She's very I, capable. I, I'm a little uh, curious uh, how you and I defer so much in uh, our, our cookie and saltine <laughs> eating uh, process. <laughs> I don't, I don't think the uh, cookies and saltines that I eat exist long enough for them to get lost. Well, that's usually the case with me, which would lean towards me having having eaten a second saltine and I just did it so fast I didn't even realize that I'd I've eaten it. That's so first saltine, extreme patience, second saltine, you were rushed. I guess I don't know, but I feel like <laughs> I didn't like it's possible that instead of putting the saltine down and picking up the post-it pad, I put the second saltine in my mouth. And then picked up the the post-it pad. But that would be wild because I already had a mouth full of first saltine. Do you see what I mean? (laughs) I walked in the room eating one saltine and holding the other. And I was like, oh, let me make that note. Put down the saltine, picked up the thing, went on a rambling whatever to write the note, came back, (laughs) stuck it up, second saltine gone. 
You'll find it one day. I'll, I will. I, I hope. I hope today is the day. I really don't want to find it. <laughs> I really don't want to find it in like a week. Anything's who knows with saltines. You know they're wily little creatures. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. I I uh I don't buy saltines anymore. Mm. Um, because they remind me of struggle. Like I only get them when I want to humble myself. I see. Yeah, like uh, saltines were the first time that I played in the kitchen by myself. Like I, uh, when my, when my dad, when my dad would pick me up from school, he'd leave me in the house for like two hours okay. before my mom would get home. So I had like two hours on my own and I know he thought I'd make like sandwiches. Um, but what I would do is I would put butter on saltines and mm. then hold the saltine over the stove. Okay. That's so pretty good. Butter. Yeah. It, it tasted great. But like it's death dangerous. Like I didn't put it on a pot. Like I was oh, literally just over holding the fire. A, yeah, no, that's. I mean, I, that is dangerous in a kitchen, but at like a campsite, you're yes. doing revolutionary things. Here was my. Um, here's what I would do for a snack uh, after school. I um, I we had a toaster oven, so I was very big on, um, like cinnamon toast. But okay. not just simple, like, you know, put a little butter on the toast, sprinkle a little cinnamon, sprinkle a little sugar, toast it, and here's your cinnamon toast. I was um, basically putting butter on, a good amount of butter on, okay. uh, well, margarine, actually, and then sprinkling some cinnamon, and then, I don't know, a whole, f- a heaping spoonful of sugar on it and spreading it out on the piece of bread so much so that it would heat up in the in the toaster oven and then when you went to tear off a piece of it it would crack it was like a whole just a glaze of sugar (laughs) okay and then at some point i just stopped doing the cinnamon part because i mean what are we doing that's not why i'm here i'm here for this (laughs) this floor of sugar that i've made I'm with that. Yeah, I say you sold I, me on this. Yeah, I did that a lot, um, and that was after eating whatever snack it was our parents left for us. So that As was like well. after a oatmeal cream pie. I was like, "That's good," but let me go on and make this <laughs> this sugar <laughs> this sugar toast. I feel like uh, because of those things, like I got ahead. Like I, I'm a hundred percent sure I invented Lunchables. Like I was doing that way before I was making full sandwiches on Ritz crackers. Oh yeah, no, sure. Yes. Everyone for sure was doing that. Yeah. I, um, I, the reason we even have saltines is because, uh, early on in, uh, uh, Panadamadam, um, I, you know, thought I was getting COVID every day. Uh, it was allergies. (laughs) It was allergies, but I thought I was getting COVID every day. And I, um, so I would, I uh, asked my roommate to get, he was going out to the store. I asked him to get me some chicken soup, like chicken okay. noodle soup and some saltines. Cause I was just like, they say to treat it like you would it, whenever you're sick. So that's what I need. And he went out and he got basically the wrong kind of chicken noodle soup, which is to say that he and I were just raised different. Um, <laughs> What did he get? What did he get? He got like, uh, you know, I don't want to shame any brands, 
Okay. I'm okay. not saying this is a bad soup. It was it's like progre- progresso chicken okay. noodle soup. So, you know, the noodles like a corkscrew noodle and uh, it's, you know, it's supposed to be like a, as if it was real chicken noodle soup. But I thought that we as a people, any of the people I've let in my life, I thought we were all in agreement that chicken noodle soup is Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Okay. And that's it with the squares of chicken, quote unquote, and the plain noodle and the red, the broth tastes like healing. And that is what chicken noodle, chicken noodle <laughs> soup for sickness is Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle uh-huh. soup to pass off as your own is Progresso. Or I guess if you were raised in a house where you made Progresso money or something. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I would get Campbell's for me. Mm-hmm. I would get Progresso for my wife. Okay. See, I would, we all getting Campbell's of you with me. Every Everybody <laughs> getting Campbell's for chicken noodle soup. Now, I don't mind Yeah, I don't mind Progresso. It's actually, it's a very good soup. Um, Progresso makes a tomato basil soup that is out of this world. Okay. If my reflux would let me eat it, I'd eat it all the time. Um, in fact, eating it all the time previously might be why my reflux th- is the way it is. <laughs> but um, so he got that and he got, you know, saltines. And I, I started eating the saltines and, of course, drinking ginger ale because that's universal how you fix things. Uh, flat tires, stomach aches, saltines and ginger ale. And um, I, uh, I was just like, man, this is actually calming me down but not because i it, it's like it was very calming it was just like someone had taken a blanket and put it over me and just said just lay down just be still <laughs> be still eat these saltines drink this ginger ale we're gonna make it through and so i started to i brought just like one sleeve of um of you know saltines which is what i call a group of um white men who are probably in the financial uh, business. <laughs> I call them a sleeve, a sleeve of um, Oh, so you go box. I, we, this time, well, my roommate had a couple of saltines and he was just like, now I suddenly love saltines. So now I'm buying boxes of saltines. Oh, and we oh. are, we're burning through them. <laughs> See, we're, we're, we're the, the green tin over here. Okay. You know, the, the double, mm-hmm. they come double length and in the green tint. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm always right. impressed with saltines. Like, they know when it's their moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they hit you hard when it's like when it's time. Like, there's no single serving saltines. No. You go to the store, you sit, oh, you need me? Why are you going to get all 300 yeah. of these crackers, you know? Yeah. I'll get you only eating two over the next six months. <laughs> you know? You buying all of them, son. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what's been going on. So occasionally when I'm not necessarily hungry, but I know I need to chew. <laughs> like I I'm like I'm I'm not like hungry like let's look for a, a an actual snack snack, but I am let me eat three saltines and keep it moving for the next couple of hours hungry. Okay. So that's what I was doing. And I had a bunch of saltines and the final two I thought and so now there's one left. Somewhere in the apartment. <laughs> that's just a snack you're gonna find later. That's all. Yeah, gonna that's all that surprise. is. That's I'm just gonna blow off the dust. I'm gonna kiss it up to God. I'm gonna eat it. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm gonna do. 
I love it. I love it. Saltines out there. I'm a, you know what? I'm going to do that from now. I'm going to just leave myself random snacks all over the crib. I mean, it's really not a bad idea depending on how your bug situation is <laughs> and how tightly wrapped the snack is. I love it. <laughs> Let's get into the news. You know? Okay. Now that uh, you know, we have enough nutrition in us. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I think I'm good. I ended up eating a, a snack cake at some point. I, I, I think I can. I'll be all right. <laughs> oh man, uh, gasoline demand spikes in several states after pipeline. Uh, the pipeline hack. Uh, growing number of gas stations along the East Coast are without fuel as nervous drivers aggressively fill up their tanks following a ransomware attack that shut down the Colonial Pipeline, a critical artery for gasoline. Uh, panic buying threatens to exasperate the supply shock. As of 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, 7.6% of gas stations in Virginia, 5.8% of gas stations in North Carolina did not have gas, according to the uh, outage figures reported by Gas Buddy. Uh, outages are also being reported in stations in Georgia, 4%, Florida, 25 South Carolina, 1.9%. Uh, yeah, that's kind of wild. I'm, I'm impressed that you could like shut down uh, gas with a computer now. Well, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, um, it's pos- I think there was a second, um, like someone else, another person, I think, tried to hack into another pipeline. So it's really insane. But you know, I mean, I- it's a thing that you just never think about. Everybody has worked, every business has worked very hard to make everything as automatic for the people as possible. Um, yeah. And that, that is an REM reference. If anyone out there caught that reference, but, um, <laughs> or if you're from uh, Athens, Georgia, and you know what automatic from the people is, but uh, yeah, everyone's trying works so hard to put everything online and they think it's convenient. Um, but I think in the rush to do it, not a lot of places are doing it safely. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that this was an option, but I'm also not surprised that this was an option. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm honestly like so I have two extreme feelings. I'm a little worried because I'm actually uh going to North Carolina uh next week. So I don't know if I'm gonna have I'll be able to get gas to come home, apparently. Right, um, right. So that's gonna be an issue. Uh but I am excited because whenever stuff like this happens, I get to hear my father tell me about it without knowing anything about like tech. Like, he's going to tell me about hacking uh, next week. He's like, yo, you heard, you know, they hacked uh, into the pipeline. Like, some dude was there with a, I don't know, he plugged into the pipeline. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) Plugged into the pipeline. I know it's going (laughs) to be. I'm going to get some wild translation of the news from this dude who just been hustling on the streets of East New York for the last 40 years. (laughs) And doesn't really. This is very rough because, man, I mean, have you been through any sort of, like, gas shortage in any way? Yeah, I mean, uh, we did one, like, a decade ago. Okay. Um, I remember, yeah, we had one that was, like, it was the only one I've experienced. Um, Yeah, I I remember there was, like, maybe, like, two to three days where there was no gas. There was days where you had to, like, do the line and you'd, like, have to load up, like, a little container. They wouldn't okay. even let you bring the car. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely remember that being a thing in New York, uh, maybe like a decade ago. Uh, yeah. And you know how I remember this now, actually? Because I was a manager at Frito-Lay. And I remember that 
we had to figure out how to get the trucks gas so they could run their routes. Um, and I know the man, our, our boss uh, called all the managers. He said, hey, listen, I don't want his shit about how y'all don't got gas to do your job because we giving free gas to all our workers at the depot. So he's like, get your car here. I will load up your car all week and then I'll load up the the Frito trucks too. So like wow. he like killed that early, but like it was also like ill because it was like we had the gas plug, like we had a like a whole like gas container in our yard. Mm-hmm. So we had people hitting us up, like yo, you think you sneak in my girl, get gas for a car. <laughs> <laughs> uh I knew one driver, like uh he came in every day that week with a different car. Like wow. he up his whole family. Well, I mean, shit, if you offer, yeah, you know it's a crisis. Okay, I just looked up, according to AAA, gas prices as of the day that we're recording, the average gas prices. Yeah. Um. Okay, the lowest is actually in the southeast, which is where this pipeline affects. Um, okay. So the lowest is on average... Um, Two seventy nine, um, I think, okay. on average, yeah, two seventy nine. Um, what else here? Okay, and then, and that's the lowest, right? Two seventy nine is the lowest, and that's like Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, Louisiana, the uh, both Carolinas, not Georgia. Georgia is the next one up at two eighty seven. Okay. Um, which That's is also, yeah, which is all, yeah, exactly. I guess I don't, it's all nuts to me, but I haven't had to put gas in a car in a while. So I don't really know. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that when I, when it happened the last time, I feel like the prices went up to like four or $5 uh, yes. and it was hard to get. So it was like both extremes. Like, you know, uh, it was expensive if you did get it and it was hard to find as is. Yeah. I re I do remember. Um, I do remember that, that bump. I think that, yeah, I guess that was about. Oh, the one I'm remembering is about 15 years ago in Georgia. Mm. And it was, it was ugly. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was real ugly and just lines out into the street and uh, fights um, and just people hustling as they heard that another place down the street had cheaper gas and then getting out of line, but then it doesn't. And then they try to get back in line. Like it's not a movie theater, you know, <laughs> like you're in a car. Um, I will say the highest price of, uh, the is um four dollars okay four ten something like that and that's going to be your california uh nevada uh, basically all of the west coast um and alaska and hawaii so it's it's mad cheap in the south all the way over to texas which makes sense because that's where texas is probably driving for free since they're sitting on all of it. Uh, New York is second highest at like a 311 average, something like that. Yeah, yeah, baby. 311. Yeah. Wow. That's just real, man. I, I mean, on the one hand, like, I don't, I don't really complain about this stuff. I feel like, like if gas prices go up, like even if they double, mm-hmm. I'm still driving my car. Like that's yeah. not changing my life. Being real, like it yeah, sucks, that's but the I'm gonna issue. eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it is what it is, you know. So, on I, I hear I hear people that are like yo, it's expensive. On the other hand, like most people that I know, they do like a tank a week. 
That's like you're a pretty active driver. So that means you're spending an extra 40 a week, let's say, $40, mm-hmm. $50 a week in driving. I'm not denying that that's expensive. You know, $2,500 a year, that's not easy money. Mm-hmm. But I will say I definitely burn $50 on bullshit every week. Like, so if you're telling me, like, for oh, right. a week or two, I got to figure it out, I, I'm just not going to the bar that week, you know, until the fluctuation hits back. But, uh... Like, and yeah, also, like, like the idea of just one tank a week to me, as someone whose bulk of the dri- bulk of the driving I've done has been in Atlanta, that's wild to me. You do more <laughs> than one. Y'all did more than one down there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, I don't know. I I ain't out there like that. like real talk. But shot, I mean, I think- like, but the thing is, because the place is so spread out, everything's yeah. so spread out, and then there's a lot of traffic, so you're just kind of sitting and idling. Um, things are easily, well, and there are more people now than there were before. I mean, like in LA, a tank, like a tank, one tank a week in LA is, and say that then people would be like, oh, so you just don't go anywhere. And that's the place <laughs> with the highest gas. That's insane. You, I, oh, I don't you know. You don't got friends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. You work from home. Oh, but, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the first question your therapist asks you in LA. How much do you... Uh, how often do you load up your tank? Like, oh, just once a week? Are you okay? Yeah, like that's <laughs> that is that is wild. That is wild to me. I mean, like maybe you can, maybe folks can do it on like a. a but I feel like now with with the way traffic is and everything taking longer to get places because there are more people and things being more spread out. You know, depending on how you live your life, on average, if we take all of Metro Atlanta, yeah, it's going to be more than one tank a week. (laughs) Yeah, I I misspoke. My bad. No, no, no. I mean that, but that is. I mean, but I think I say that because that is, I think, the case in most of the country. I mean, New York is one of the few places where you can get by without a car. Yeah. Like uh, I, I legit don't even do it that often. I think I, I think I do mm-hmm. a tank every like three weeks. Yeah, like I I totally could see that being the case because everything is so densely populated. Whereas every place else, yeah. things are spread out wide. Even in like major cities, there's uh you know I mean like you know Houston is certainly a car city, right? And right. that's like one of the most po- that's like fourth popu- populous city. It's like the nice. fourth largest city in the country or something like that. Yeah. So it's just all, you know, it's just all that land that you're covering that can still be called Houston. So like this is going to, and of course this is right in time for people wanting to hit the road again. Yeah. I was excited. I'm telling you, I, I was, was doing a little weekend getaway in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I booked it like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, if I, if I ain't back next week to record, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm being, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what happened now you know what happened i'm stuck in north carolina Ooh. you don't see me trying to figure out the wi-fi yeah like. yeah 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 figure that out we don't we don't want you you don't want to be stuck in north carolina no offense north carolina no nah, offense. that's why i'm going there. it's a yeah. great place i just don't want to be stuck right oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> fda green lights uh pfizer vaccine for children ages 12 to 15 that's right uh as uh, new york becomes the latest state to require students at publicly funded colleges to be vaccinated uh, for the fall term. Um, Pfizer announced uh, that on um, as of Monday that it had received FDA approval for children ages 12 to 15. Um, yeah, this is uh, 
big time moves here uh, up until this point. The minimum age was 16 for the shot. Um, New York is really trying to like, you know, make sure that we could turn up this summer um, as aggressively as possible. Uh, you know, man. by any means, they out here like, yo, you getting <laughs> this shot, B. Yeah, it feels like a threat now. <laughs> now it's starting to feel like a threat. You know what I mean? It's just like, shot. hey, y'all got your shot. We, we've given your children shots. We gonna be out here in these streets. I don't care. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. We got. We've got a whole new force that's just coming to every apartment and dragging people out to the street. You gonna have fun, goddammit. We guarantee it. Thank you, NYPD. <laughs> oh man, I I love the aggression. I'm, I'm, I like. I don't like. I don't want anyone to be forced to do anything they don't want. But I still respect gangsters. I've watched too many movies of that nature to like not appreciate the aggression here. Like. This is going like real talk. I could see like Scorsese like shooting some like sh- movie in like ten years, like Andrew Cuomo, gangster vaccines. No, no. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he was out in the street stabbing everybody. You gonna feel better? Uh, uh no, I no, uh, uh-uh, because I mean a, a stabbing from Cuomo is, means a completely different thing, unfortunately. Um. <laughs> One that he is probably going to get in trouble for. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. It just it's it is it's it's uh, it is a little aggressive. Is is how it's feeling right now. I mean, you know, do what you want, and everyone. I don't know if everyone's really trying to do it with no judgment. I would like it if people would do it with no judgment. Like if there are people who are just like, nah, I don't want to go out. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Great, stay in. Then if you feel that way, don't don't make me go out, please. But I mean, I'm doing. I guess I'll I'll do my part. I got vaccinated. I have a sun hat. I'll try. There we but, go. You know, I still it still feels a little like. All right, get off my back. You know. <laughs> Because I'm not necessarily one that you want out in the streets anyway. I don't really drink. So when I go to the bars, I'm not really getting anything to drink. I go to a bar for a purpose, to see a show, uh, to meet up with someone for for a conversation. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just getting a Sprite. So, I mean, yeah. like, I'm not I'm not going to be the best. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't spend a lot of money when I go out. Not so. as real. We're not the target demo. Like, Shalay and I would be, like, at a bar. And, like, we're the people, like, calling over the waiter, like, I right, so, like, the water don't count as one of the two drinks for this minimal. Right, you know? <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> just... Or the fries, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. it's an item. Yeah, exactly. If we're going someplace where there's a two-item minimum, uh, I'm getting, like, the smallest, like, appetizer and, like, a fruit juice. <laughs> so, I don't know if I'm the one that you want for rebuilding i don't know if i'm the one for rebuilding i'm not gonna help you rebuild i'm really not i i'm so sorry i i do love your establishment even though i barely spend money in your establishment i'm just happy you're here following your dream (laughs) but you're not going to get more than a than you know a ginger ale or a sprite out of me also i can tell the difference between the two well word don't give me don't give me seltzer and call it a sprite you know what i mean don't piss on my leg and say it's rain that shit's seltzer i hate seltzer i asked for a sprite or ginger ale and i have had to start asking for ginger ales because at least i know that's a little bit tan in color 
Yeah. So I know when you're bullshitting me. But even then, y'all just tried to put a little bit of Coca-Cola or Pepsi into a seltzer. And I'm like, well, do you think I can't taste anything? I didn't get the COVID. Get it right. Get it right. God, I'm diabetic because I become an expert at having these sugary drinks. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. I have a very, <laughs> my palate isn't good for much, but it's going to tell you when you gave me the wrong soda, you for don't. sure, for sure. Oh, man. <laughs> Helping out with the cause. We have uh, Uber and Lyft uh, committing to provide free rides to vaccination sites as part of a new partnership with the White House. Um, President Joe Biden is set to announce additional steps towards promoting uh, vaccine accessibility including free rides on Uber and Lyft to vaccination sites uh, to help meet the administration's goal of 70% of adults getting at least one Corona shot by July 4th. Um, Uber and Lyft will provide free rides to and from uh, vaccination sites until July 4th as part of the partnership. Uh, Yeah, I I dig this. I I think this is a dope commitment. But, like, this is a little bit like, like, if, like, Lex Luger did something nice, (laughs) Like, <laughs> these companies, you know? Yeah, well, I'm here to tell you, uh, speaking for Lyft, it's nice that they are providing these free rides, but they have tacked on a smooth, like, seven bucks to what rates used to be. Yeah. Lyfts have gone up, <laughs> like, a rug. lot. And, I mean, I get that people weren't going anywhere for a while. I understand that. And I, but, uh... I mean, I guess we're venturing out now, but that feels like a lot. When that number comes up, I'm like, well, maybe I will stay home. Maybe I do. (laughs) (laughs) You know? know. (laughs) Um, So there's there's that. And also, I the first show that I did in front of people again this year, I got a Lyft home. And my Lyft driver... um, was mad anti-vax crazy he started immediately with it and wouldn't didn't pick up on that i didn't want to talk and which didn't matter because he was going to talk anyway Mm -hmm. so he um he started out asking how was your easter and it was like three weeks after easter and i'm like i mean i guess fine you know i guess everything (laughs) went well and um then you know it was a nice enough conversation of just like uh um, you know, how, how something about, you know, just getting to be out driving again and getting back to work and whatever. And say, he said that his ex-wife's job was requiring that people who work there got the vaccine. And then it was like, well, what do you think of the vaccine? I'm like, I mean, if you need, I, I have no problem with it really. And then he's like, well, aren't you worried about, and then we were off to the races. Look here, the 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 ink that's in the vac the vaccine is is made of a an invisible ink that will mark you up. And um, when they uh put a black light to you, it'll be the mark of the beast, and um all kind just all kinds of stuff. Something about uh eugenics and i mean wild stuff he showed me a website all while driving showed me a website uh for me to go to to really get more information and his concern just every everything that i i'm now i was just like wow this is a a lot i knew that anti some anti-vaxxers had some wild opinions about this 
but I, this is all of them. I think these are all of the opinions <laughs> in a, be- a beautifully crafted narrative. Might I add, which is why I didn't stop him because I was like, and what's next? He, a masterful (laughs) storyteller, um, from door to door, he had me riveted from door to door. Working on that presentation hard, he's like, yeah, he said, I'm a get, I'm a getter, and I was just like, everybody, one person at a time, one fair, yeah, I'm gonna convert everybody, but no question, like no real trying to feel anyone out about it, just like boom here's why you have the mark of the beast and i was just like i mean it's too late now i wouldn't be able to be in your little in your little car (laughs) i wouldn't wouldn't be able to be in your little camry if it wasn't for the mark of the beast so i don't know how you're going to keep working if we don't if we aren't all marked by the beast but it was wild so i mean like that's who's driving (laughs) so how are they going to feel about taking you Like how how's that going to be when you get you've gotten your shot and you sit around for 15 minutes and you're great and then you get a car and it's free and you hop in and this dude is now talking is popping this yang about all of this stuff. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. That is scary. Yeah, we didn't think about that. We didn't think about the individuals behind the wheel. <laughs> We're just thinking Uber, Lyft, free ride, great. Yeah, but who's driving these Ubers and Lyfts, they're uh, not quite uh, on board. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm pro uh, Mark of the Beast. I gotta tell you that that doesn't. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like if you, I don't know. I've yet to meet the Beast. I don't know why he's marking people. Um, (laughs) Right. You know, I. But if you care enough about me to want to get to know me that well, I want to know who you are too. Um, What I mean, you uh, inspired a great Fuji song. I think uh, <laughs> everything be so far has been dope to me. My favorite I mean, look, what I like is that the mark of the beast is now the beast is now using invisible ink inside your skin, like fireflies. The dude said he's like, you know, like a firefly, and I'm like, oh yeah, so like fluorescence. He's like, yes, fluorescence. Like I was, I was with him. I mean, I'm following what he was saying. I don't agree with any of it, but I'm following. I get it, but um. So I like that the beast is now using fluorescence to mark okay. people. Because last I heard, it was just like a mark on the back of your neck. Nah, he stepped up. Like a oh, brand man. or something? So now if there's just a way to get it in me and I don't see it until there's a black light around, well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be dope to find out that the beast sharps at like Michael's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to mark some people. I need some fluorescent lighting. Yeah. You know I just I mean? need to squeeze. I need to milk these highlighters. <laughs> the beast is just walking out of Staples with a cart full of boxes of highlighters because he's getting ready to mark us all. <laughs> just walking straight into Pfizer. <laughs> the the MTA is struggling to get the majority of workers on the vaccination train. Uh, that's right. Uh, the transit workers who kept the city moving uh, through uh, some of its darkest days took a sizable hit during the pandemic with more than 160 uh, MTA employees dying because of COVID-19. Um, agency data shows that 41% of the more than 70,000 MTA employees have received at least one vaccine dose, um, about the same rate as the city and state. But officials concede it won't be easy to sway the vaccine holdouts. 
Um, keep in mind that the city has offered uh, two paid hours uh, to any uh, MTA employee that is wanted, uh, that has stepped out to get the shot. Um, and uh, this is kind of like uh, based on a survey taken um, by the MTA, um, where just over 50% of its total employees have taken it, but specifically the ones that are uh, front-facing uh, us are unfortunately not taking the shot due to various reasons, mostly uh, um, it's being attributed to uh, you know the fact that we have a, a large contingency of NTA employees that are Black and Hispanic um, who um, have very real reasons for uh, doubting uh, the system of uh, taking vaccines. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be tough for them to overcome that and uh, have those discussions, but I'm curious, like, how that's going to get handled because we need them. We want them to be uh, safe. Uh, they're dealing with these with the general public again. We're offering it. We're paying at this point, right? Like the MT mm -hmm. paying the money to do it. Um, I don't know what other incentive we could like we could think up of for them to go get the shot or what kind of proof they can present um, to people that are holding out to get the shot. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking and I, what I feel like most people say is they want to wait it out. They want to see what happens. They want right. to wait till like, if not the end of this year, maybe the end of next year to see how it plays out. Right, right. <laughs> you know, how it played, like the way it played out last year. I don't know. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> it's a rough. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like also some people feel like, well, I've gotten this far. Right, right. You know, I've gotten this far and y'all seem to be different. doing other people seem to be doing what they, you know, whatever. Um, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and I should be OK, which is not ideal, um, uh, especially for the MTA who lost a lot of workers. Yeah, they lost they lost a lot of workers. Um, I had to really break that down to my brother, by the way, do piss me off with that. He was like, oh, so only 162 people uh, died? I'm like, yeah, that's 70,000. That's like one in like 40. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, like, that's like if you went to class and every period they told you someone else died. Like, that's traumatic. Right. You know, like, that's wow. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah. like, that is, that, that's, that's a lot of people. But then a lot of people were just sick. Yeah. A lot of people were sick. And now we don't know what's going to happen, like, long term. Like, how many of those people are like, you know, have long COVID where right, they were right. sick with COVID and now they've got respiratory issues, which certainly will be an, which certainly will be a problem if your job is in a glass box underground, <laughs> like <laughs> around vehicles, you know? So it's, uh, I, but again, like you said, I truly don't know how to talk people into it. And, yeah. um, and perhaps it's just not our place too. Maybe this is, all part of part of it part right. of the whole pandemic story is that there will be people who will not i can't think of any real story in human history where uh people were unbelievably selfless i can't think of one <laughs> i can't think of one there's always one person who's like well Y'all can do that if you want to. There's always one person. It's I cannot think of any time. So, oh, I mean, I guess we really should figure when figuring things out, we really need to account for 
the selfishness of people. I no. mean, I, I didn't know our selfish levels were as high as they were. <laughs> you know, you have a feeling, but you don't know until you see it. But I'm not, I mean, I, I'm surprised with the number, but I'm not surprised that it's out there. And so, you know. I, I, I Also, I also thought uh, the right at the very end of this article, um, it says that uh, the NYPD um, reported that only 35% of its officers and support staff have been fully vaccinated. Um, so like, I, a part of me feels like the NYPD, like has been like doing the pressure on like, Hey, yo, listen, I, y'all need to talk about these MTA workers, mm. uh, before they figure <laughs> us out. Right, so no one will bet. Yeah. Cause I've heard about, I mean, like cops, like across the board, that's, that's about the average percentage of, uh, police officers that have been vaccinated in the thirties. That's wild. And I'm like, wow. And they are as front facing as you can be. Yeah. Like, yeah. So what are we, (laughs) you know, but again, not, not selfless. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh man. You can't make it up. Uh, Mm -hmm. We, uh, last week we had an episode called Florida, uh, being Florida. I, I really feel. Like this might just be a thing. We have uh Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. In this week's uh, Florida being Florida segment, uh Florida man uh wanted for stealing a trove of uh Leonard Skynard. Is that how you say it? No, that's Leonard Skinnard. Leonard Skinnard. <laughs> memorabilia. That makes more sense. Yeah, uh-huh. but also I I mean, I guess that is a way that you could say that. I don't know. I've never, you know, I grew up in the South. You not knowing how to say Leonard Skinner, that would have been a, an automatic ass whooping. But, <laughs> I'm, but I'm, you I'm being a, in Brooklyn, word. it's like, oh, no, it makes sense. Why would you know that? I, the only thing that I knew how to – I felt like I, I I don't know none of these other syllables but Sky. So I, was, <laughs> I think I'd have <laughs> rhyme with there. Sky. You know, so I worked my way out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, <laughs> no. Mm-mm, the Deep South will get you every time. Hey. <laughs> it's Houston, all right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Nope, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This free bird, I like that cute, uh, could wind up in a cage after stealing about twelve thousand dollars worth of liner, Leonard Leonard, Leonard Skinner. I can't Skinner. Find things. Leonard Skinner memorabilia in Florida. Uh Williams James Walker, 38, is wanted for the depth of a trailer filled with rock relics, uh, which were intended to be sold for charity uh last month. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the band uh, that I struggle pronouncing um, is uh, known for several uh, great hits, of which I, I know Sweet Home Alabama. because uh, mm-hmm. It's a really dope like song that white people sing at weddings, I've noticed, even though it relates nothing to the... <laughs> You've been to weddings where people sing Sweet Home Alabama? Yeah, and I don't get it, because I feel like the people were from like Long Island. I don't know why. Oh, no, no, no. Sweet Home Alabama, It it's not... It's not just a southern thing. It really relates to more of a a, a little more rednecky, yeah. um, and also just kind of a pride in being so. And that isn't limited to the South. That's, yeah, no, I dig it. Like yeah. it felt to me like you know, like kind of like what you was talking about last week with the whole melancholy thing. Like I uh-huh. felt, I felt like every white person I saw at the weddings that I've seen is sung at, they get like misty eyed singing it, and they start <laughs> offering me drinks. I get hugged a lot when this is sung. Yeah, I mean it's a it's an easy uh party song. It lasts long enough. People even if you don't know the rest of the song, you can sing the sweet home Alabama part. And yeah. and that's all you really need to know. 
That's it. Uh, so it's easy enough to sing for sure. Um, wow. I'm looking at all the stuff that was supposed to, that was stolen. And wow, it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and um, stolen items included uh, irreplaceable mementos from the Southern Rock Band, um, as well as a 1957 uh, Les Paul guitar signed by uh, musicians Greg Allman. Uh, Brian Howe, uh, Butch Trucks, and others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it it was quite the haul he took in, and su- a double whammy, right? Like, a you stole stuff that like people care a lot about, um, mm-hmm. but b that you stole something that was gonna go to a good cause. It was gonna be you know auctioned off. Um, really, yeah, but, really trash. But I'm pretty sure all that uh, Billy Jack. Can I call you Billy Jack? His name was William James, but I feel like he went by Billy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but all that mattered was that he was going to, uh, you know, steal this stuff and probably sell it himself. <laughs> he probably, I mean, he probably didn't really know what was in it. Yeah. You know, I it agree. was just a trailer full of guitars or something. And right, he probably was just like, I'm going right to, I'm going to sell all that stuff. <laughs> oh man, this poor dude. Williams, James. I'm really curious if there's like a big like uh, Leonard Skinner like contingency in jail. Yes. Like when this guy. Well, yes. I didn't even. I didn't even let you finish. (laughs) If there's a really big Leonard Skinner, I was like, yes, absolutely. Whatever it is, you're gonna finish it with. There is, but that you said in jail, it's like, oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. They're in jail. They're at. They're in garages. They're working. You know what I mean? They're mechanics. Um, like when this uh, guy does a bid, is he like revered for like y'all would have stole it too, or is it like yo the nerve of you stealing? Well, it could go either way. Yeah, um, it could honestly go either way with this. It depends on how how he talks it up. Right. If he, he's he, like, you got to start thinking of that from now. If he's just like, yo, I just stole a bunch of shit. Uh, you know, I stole a bunch of guitars and stuff, and wouldn't you know it, it ended up being Leonard Skinner stuff. People would be like, how did you not know it was Leonard Skinner stuff or whatever? But if he's like, yo, I went in to steal, well, no, even then people might be upset, but maybe yeah. not. But maybe not. It's hard to tell. You can't call it a Leonard Skinner person. But um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I... I don't know why I'm saying the whole thing, the whole name. You could just say Skinner if you if oh, you've really? been around okay. it long enough. But I don't want to. <laughs> I don't even. I honestly, I truly, I guess, uh, since they had Freebird, I guess they did Freebird. I always forget who sang the song Freebird constantly. Are you familiar with Freebird? Nah, like that free. Like when I saw that, I thought it was like uh, a Jim Jones like diplomat's reference. Like oh, oh wow, like, this is some. Uh, <laughs> he collabed with like babies no, and cash money and no, something. No, no, sweetie. There's, I mean, nobody. I don't think there's anyone in this story who is aware of Jim Jones and the diplomats at all. <laughs> like that's not their issue. That's not. That's not their ministry. Um, Freebird is a song by Skinner, okay. and the joke along. A long time joke is that um, people used to yell it out at concerts to be played, not just Leonard Skinner concerts, any rock concert. <laughs> so, you know, That's dope. so if someone was like uh, any 
not that bands are normally any request, but if there's just like a lull, someone will yell out free bird because it was a big hit. <laughs> and, uh, and a funny thing to do, um, you know, is to yell it at other bands concerts, but a very funny thing to do there for a hot second is to yell it out at hip hop concerts uh, in the nineties where then only, you know, like maybe a third of the audience was just like, <laughs> Freebird, you know, but for the most part, everyone's like, what the hell? Um, and that, and that aged out as the fans got older and stopped going to shows and even understanding what Freebird was that, uh, that joke itself aged out so much so that it's kind of due for, a uh, it's due for a comeback. Yeah. So if anybody, uh, is able to go to a show again, and, but the thing is the person on stage will not know what you're talking about. <laughs> and honestly, the only people who will, will be the chaperones in the back. So you really got to be deep in the room <laughs> to say that and have it hit in any way. You got to be by the parents. Yeah, it's, it's niche. It's niche. It's very niche. And even then, I mean, like, uh, you know, you still run the risk of them being like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I don't think Dua Lipa knows who, what Freebird is, <laughs> even though it was a popular song. It was a popular song years ago. Hey. So that's that's why the Freebird, what Gaslord is referring to is this article started with this free bird could wind up in a cage and free bird is in quotes. Yeah. And that's why Gastor went diplomats. And I just went, Oh Lord, free bird. <laughs> <laughs> so this was like, uh, like Rick rolling a band, but like in person. Um, I guess, except you were, well, I guess maybe it was like an early form of Rick rolling where okay. you're messing with it. Yeah. Um, because the, the joke, I mean, I think the joke was just kind of based on someone being at any rock band and being so drunk and they just want that band to play Freebird, whether or not it was their song. And then you started to yell it out at people that like wouldn't, that you knew didn't know how to play Freebird. I love you know? this. Yeah. I, 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 but then wanna... you could yell it out at like a Weezer show, ironically, and they would break in the free, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some bands would be like, oh, we got your Freebird. We actually know it. You know what I mean? Which uh, itself is kind of funny. But yeah, it is. It's a it's an analog Rick Rick roll, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I, I want I want that Beyonce uh, free bird. Oh lord, That'll that's be a fire. whole dance. No one will understand. No, I don't know if anyone will understand free bird. Again, you got to go back to the chaperone section maybe for that. But she'll make like a documentary about it and explain it afterward. And it'll be cool. <laughs> I don't you know? think. I don't think. I don't think <laughs> Beyonce is going to do the history on free bird. <laughs> At all. <laughs> uh, a lawmaker uh, makes a ridiculous explanation for the three-fifths compromise on mm. slavery. That's right. Uh, speaking at the Tennessee House of Representatives on Tuesday, State Rep Justin Lafer uh, Laferty uh, became the latest politician to reveal how little Americans, including those in positions of power, know about the country's history. Uh, the Constitution's three-fifths uh, compromise, he said was designed to ensure that Southern states never got the population necessary to continue the practice of slavery everywhere else in the country. And he asserted that the farmers adopted this clause for the purpose of ending slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Well, this Yo. is a remix. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yo, real talk. 
like as a parent, when I when like a question comes up, my kids are 10, 11 years old, 11, 12. Now I ask them, what do you think? And I listen to their ability to piece together thoughts. And they're pretty good. But uh-huh. sometimes they go wrong. That's my job to interject. This dude's parents never did that. They just let no. him come up with this hypothesis. And they were like, I yeah, dare say that. they're the ones that taught it to him. <laughs> yeah, it worked. He said, my dad said, yeah, oh my God, I'm, I'm willing to bet. Okay. But you know what? Here's what I think maybe we should do for people who aren't a hundred percent sure what the three fifths compromise is. <laughs> I think we should. Let's just, I'm going to go ahead and read. Please, please. Because. <laughs> <laughs> You may just be like, I don't see what they laughing about. So let's <laughs> let me. I hope that is very little of our listeners. I but yeah, really I'm hope sure. so too. But you never know. You know, I don't know what they teaching the children. You know, yeah, you're right. We we've lost do... the. We've already lost the free bird tradition. Who else don't the kids know? Right. Nah, you, you're right. We do have like surprisingly like big followings in weird places. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> for the New Zealand and uh, Bahama fans to rock with us. Yeah, so here's here's what we're talking about. The three-fifths compromise uh, was an agreement between delegates from the northern and southern states at the United States Constitutional Convention in 1787 that three-fifths of the slave population would be counted for determining direct taxation and representation in the House of Representatives. That's what the three-fifths compromise is? Does that sound right? That still sounds kind of like dressed up. Yeah. that's Okay, that's Britannica. Let's see what this one says. The Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution of the United States declared that any person who was not free would be counted as three-fifths of a free individual for the purposes of determining congressional representation. That the three-fifths clause thus increases the political power of slaveholding states. That sounds like a lot more accurate. That sounds closer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's what it is. It is not in any way ending slavery. No. It is a way to um, uh, get get more taxation. Like, what are we talking about? Like, It it gave them both wins. They uh, they got to basically count uh, slaves as people. In terms of uh, taxes and empowering Congress, without but not a giving full those same person. people exactly, yeah, they were less than, and in turn, those same people didn't have political power because they were less than a person. So, right. it was like catch twenty two, like you are not a person, you don't have all the rights, but for the people that owned you, they could uh, leverage you as part of the population to. Uh, uh, affect the way taxes were uh, uh, put in place, uh, the power that they had in terms of representation in in uh, in Congress. You know, like a lot of that is uh is affected by the population of each state in each county. So it was gangsters. Like they got they got the best of uh, both worlds in terms of that dynamic. Like, oh, y'all don't get rights, but we get more rights because we own y'all. It had nothing to do with like, oh, now nah, we doing this so we can vote in your favor. <laughs> We're not letting you vote, though. We gonna vote for you. Yeah, come on, right. me. Yeah. So that is insane. That this person said that the framers adopted the clause for the purpose of ending slavery. Um. And like again, that's... just just to remind people, this is an elected official. This ain't like <laughs> a dude with a blog 
on his own. This is a CNN article talking about a state rep in Tennessee. Like, Tennessee got, like, sports teams. Like, they see black people all the time winning on their behalf. Like, I know, like, they're used to us. I'm blown away that this is a current opinion that this dude had. And, like, this this isn't the first time this come up. Like, th- these people got speechwriters. Like, he had people <laughs> in the office that's like, yeah, word. I run with that. Run with that. That makes sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. There's not speechwriters. Yeah. Nope. There was right. an intern in that room. Like, somebody was like, yeah, I don't know. All right, cool. I mean, I'm going to give my three credits? Yeah, then, of course. You know, that's exactly what the compromise is for. This is bananas that this is a real moment happening today like you had a whole year in quarantine where you could have rethought this opinion it was just you your computer and wikipedia you could have figured out the right answer well did you see the fellow who um was this in texas where they were trying to uh you know do some uh some old voter suppression and um and the way this um politician wrote out uh, a part of the bill that he proposed included um, wanting purity at the polls. Whoa. And so uh, he was asked by another politician, like, do you know the history of that phrase purity at the polls? Not, and he's asked by another white guy asked him, do you know the, the history of that phrase? And he's like, well, I know blah, 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 1787, yada, 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 all this other shit. And the guy's like, yeah, okay, that phrase was originally used um, for a disenfranchisement of of black voters in particular and also used to justify Jim Crow and all of these other – he gave all these other things and the guy's just like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't know that. I I didn't know. I I didn't know that it was used like that. Oh, that's a shame. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a shame, you think? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Are you? <laughs> I say, listen, I say shit that I know I'm wrong about all the time. Mm-hmm. But when I'm presented with the facts, I'm very quick to say, oh, shit, my bad. I didn't mean <laughs> that. Let me learn from this and apologize before you. Like, I don't I don't see what's the shame in that. Like, all right, you, you messed up. Clearly, you didn't have the information. But instead, this dude, your man doubled down. He said, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Actually... Uh, this is what I think it means, right? Oh, not uh-huh. that's not what it means. Huh? True. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but also, what would you think purity at the polls mean? Yeah. When you throw out the word purity and you're not stock and you're not talking about skincare, there's an issue. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable when you say purity and you're not talking about like skin. <laughs> like, like clearing my complexion then wow. i don't i don't i don't trust what you're getting ready yeah yeah pure always scares me yeah seriously that's, yeah that's i don't i don't like especially when it's coming out of the mouth of a white person i'm sorry white people y'all try your best not to say purity another way that's it <laughs> i also just like in general if you ever see a picture of uh justin uh uh laferty um uh, I, I do recommend all white people look at homeboy um just because you know from my perspective anytime i see somebody with this haircut i'm a little suspicious but i just assume <laughs> it's for for those who are are curious it is your generic um uh you know part on the side white dude haircut 
Yeah. Uh, like, I don't think rimless glasses. Yeah. <laughs> a like, tie that doesn't look. work. When I see that look, I don't assume that you're racist, but I assume that you haven't been exposed to mm. people like me. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm just saying you're going to be uninformed. So I'm yeah. a little conscientious of like, oh, I don't know what you, you're going to say something out of pocket and you ain't going to know it's out of pocket and you're going to say it like mid dinner and I'm going to just have to eat it because I just ordered appetizers. Right, know? right. Yeah. So it's going to so, get awkward. Yeah, this is definitely the look of someone who will uh, say a thing, start out saying a thing and you see it coming like <laughs> five to 10 minutes before it comes. You see just one little thing, one kernel and you're like... Hey, boss, I really, you really, I need you to look at my face and see the discomfort and just stop. I need you to be able to read the room. And they never can read the room. At all. So they always just barrel forth and then they say the thing and now it's just a hot potato in the middle of the room and you're like, well, I tried to tell them, but you know, (laughs) ain't no one listening to me and that's part of the problem. So yeah, he's definitely that guy. Uh, one of my favorite uh, articles this week: A uh, man who fled with a tiger has been caught, uh, but the animal is on the loose. Houston police say. Um, so you know I love this. Yeah, this was great for me, just because like my wife is constantly like telling me, "Hey, we should move uh, to Florida, Texas, and get more space." And we don't got no tigers out in New York. I know that this ain't a problem that ever comes up in my hood. Nobody on the nah, block. Nah, y'all, like- y'all got tigers. Trust me. Look, <laughs> let me tell you something. Escaped animals are my beat. Okay. I always try to follow every story about escaped animals. <laughs> always. Okay. Now, I didn't watch Tiger King because that wasn't like escaped animals. That right. was just like a weird dude. And I don't care about weird dudes. I want to see animals that somehow manage to get free. Right. So I saw this start like a day or so ago, and I was just like, all right, let's see what's going to happen with this tiger. I, I didn't tweet about it, though. I mean, I have people sending me stories about animals that escape because I pay such close attention to it. But I didn't tweet anything about it because this is bigger than the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Houston authorities have captured a man who allegedly evaded police while housing a Bengal tiger in a yard. But the tiger remains on the lamb. I love I love that that word. <laughs> 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 the whereabouts of the tiger are not yet known. Houston police tweeted on Monday. Uh Victor uh Hugo Cuevas 26 was out on bomb for a prior murder charge in Fort Bend County on Monday morning when neighbors spotted the tiger in a front yard. Uh Houston police commander Ron Borza said in the news. There are also reports that the suspects had monkeys which are allowed in the city. Uh, owning a tiger is a violation of Houston law, but it is legal under Texas uh, state law with certain restrictions. Texas is wild, yo. Yo, this is awesome. Like, See, that's why your wife wants to move there. Y'all could, I mean, under could. the right restrictions, y'all can have a tiger. <laughs> Real talk, I do want a tiger. I think it'd be Okay, cool. see, that's the problem. <laughs> is, that, is that, honestly, she just wants more space, and then you would come in with, we can keep a tiger in that space. And she's like, no, Gastor, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking. Yo, she already got like 100 trees. Like, it'll feel like it's at home, you know? We'll put all the plants up. Uh-huh. Yeah, at home. Yeah, I don't don't think so. But okay. (laughs) 
I just love like so much about this article was great. Like I love that they had to like clarify that just so y'all know you can own a tiger, uh, just not in that city. Like this art, like CNN sent this article to like a rep from Texas. They're like, Yo, hold on, we don't want bad press. Uh, right clear you know <laughs> yeah you can't bring you can't. tigers here it's not there austin cool houston no all <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> there's a lot of great cities you can move here and keep your tigers <laughs> i also love the idea of like the tiger being on the lamb like like he's like just evaded <laughs> oh <laughs> like yeah just a tiger in like sunglasses <laughs> The tiger just in a visor, hoping no one will notice him in a sweatsuit. <laughs> a tiger in a leopard print sweatsuit, hoping Yo, nobody will notice him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, it's great. Uh, I, I, I love all this. Uh, keep, yeah, keep fighting a good fight. You know what I mean, tiger? Stay Wait, hold on. Oh, hold on. We got to get... You got because there's video of this, yeah, that's out there. So, cell phone video was taken by Maria Torres. Um, and it shows the big cat lounging and walking in the grass outside of a suburban home, right? Later, a man in a white shirt who believe who police said is, is it Cuevas, yeah, uh, straddled and grabbed the tiger and tried to move it away from the others. <laughs> there was a brief pursuit, and the man got away with the tiger. Um, I guess I think he grabbed the tiger and put it in the back of his truck. Um, this is <laughs> what incredible. happened? <laughs> so oh the guy Quavis is saying his lawyer is saying he's not the owner of the tiger. Oh, what? Uh huh. He's now he's in custody. He's denying the tiger like that. He's me? saying he's not the owner of the tiger. Uh, but look, I want to know what's going on. I understand people. Here's what the lawyer's saying. I understand that a lot of people are interested in what's going to happen with the tiger and what's going on. But in this case, Houston Police Department was in such a hurry to wrap it up and come find their guy. They just assumed because my client was the one who caught this tiger, who went out and got it and brought it back to safety. Everyone is just assuming he's the owner of the tiger, that it's his tiger. Nigga, who else is going out and getting tigers <laughs> than someone who maybe murdered somebody, allegedly <laughs> murdered someone? And what tigers are just trusted random people? You know? Yeah. <laughs> what tiger's going to let him just pick him up and throw him in the back of a truck if the tiger wasn't already like, ah, here's old dude. All right, come on, let's go. Yeah, cool. So that's wild also i want to know what's going on if he also has monkeys in his house you know what i mean like this is amazing are the monkeys loose too now look i'm so into like loose animals as i call them animals that are just on the loose also as far as monkeys go years ago when justin bieber was i mean he was on and popping maybe a couple of albums in yeah and he was on a world tour and he at some point during his world tour, picked up a monkey. I don't know where he got this monkey. And I'm not a I'm not a big Bieber fan. I don't dislike him. I just don't think about him. But I heard about this story. Okay. He got a monkey, bought a monkey. You know how you do when you just traveling and you just get <laughs> souvenirs. So his was a monkey. Uh, and then they're getting ready to leave <laughs> Germany. Okay. And Germany's like, hey, man, you can't leave with that monkey. <laughs> like there's paperwork you have to fill out to take this animal with you, which makes sense. Cause you know, you can't take like 
fauna and flora from different countries, you know, that aren't used to being in those countries that can come in and fuck up the environment. Right. So you can't like just take, you know, some fruits you can't take all over some animals you can't take all over. turns (laughs) out a monkey is one of them. So Germany was like, Hey man, you're going to have to fill out some paperwork on this monkey. And Justin Bieber said, all right, bet I'll leave him here. Cause we got, I got to go do this show. I got to travel, uh, but I'll be back for the monkey. And he hasn't been back. I don't think. Oh shit. And so I'm just like, what happened to the Bieber monkey? And I've been wondering about what happened to the Bieber monkey for maybe a decade. <laughs> I don't no. know. How long it's been. I don't know how long it's been. I should look up Bieber monkey to see how long it's been. Yo, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> It really is. Oh my it god! It really is. That poor monkey. That's when he was like being a real jerk, a real jerky young man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You imagine like he broke, like when he broke up with like Selena and like his home, our homegirls are like, you saw how he treated that monkey. You should have yeah. known better. You know what I mean? Okay. Here we go. Let's see what he said about this monkey. <laughs> I think he feels bad about it. Be- Justin Bieber in 2016. <laughs> awesome. He um Justin Bieber opens up about his confiscated monkey. <laughs> opens up. <laughs> Quote, it was the furthest thing from fine. He said he had all the papers he needed for OG Mally. Was that the name of the Molly? OG Molly? That's what he named the monkey. But things got quote twisted, end quote, at customs. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, so a family friend gave him this monkey. Okay. And uh, and then it was seized. And then he had to go. Oh, and he he took the he took the monkey with him. <laughs> I can't. Anyway, I just so <laughs> even as someone who follows loose animals, I still that monkey is still on my heart. So I just want to make sure that the monkeys who've been living with a tiger and a crazed man are okay. And I hope they get the therapy they need. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I hope so. I'm really, really rooting now for a Justin Bieber monkey themed album. Like all about <laughs> like his missing of the monkey. <laughs> I I know. It's gonna it's literally gonna be like his rosebud at the end of, <laughs> of Citizen's Kane. It's gonna be his rosebud. It's gonna be this damn monkey. This, oh man. This Bieber monkey. But um anywho, uh Houston, if you out there, there's a tiger on the loose, step lightly. <laughs> Because I feel like this tiger has seen some things. <laughs> Finally, uh, Tom Cruise returns Golden Globe Awards in protest of HFPA. Uh, Tom Cruise has returned his Golden Globe Awards to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Uh, source close to the actor told CNN. Uh, Cruise won the Best Actor Globes for his performances in Jerry Maguire in 97, born on the 4th of July in 1990. Huh, didn't know that and the Best Supporting Actor Award for Magnolia in 2000. Uh, The move comes amid a growing controversy surrounding the um, FPA, uh, the organization behind the Globes, for its lack of diversity, specifically uh, that there are no black members, an ethical question related to uh, financial benefits to some of its 87 members, uh, brought to light in a February investigation by the LA Times. 
um, NBC announced on Monday uh, related to this that it would not be broadcasting the show in 2022 in light of uh, the same uh, investigation. Uh, we- this is this is a little wild. Yo, I'm a little to- bit. Yeah, I mean, good on. I guess good on Tom Cruise for returning uh, his Golden Globes, but also it's been long enough that <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, that's enough time to spend with him. Otherwise, you know, you get it. It's on paper, I guess. Um, yeah, no one's like taking that off of his wiki page. Like he's, he's won yeah, the- like it's still even though you gave the hardware back, you still <laughs> won the thing, you know. Um, but yeah, Hollywood Foreign Press Association has been kind of messing things up for a while. And uh, and it really just was glaringly obvious um, yeah. this past year. Uh, I mean, it's been glaring obvious for a while, but I mean, like, really just like with some of the... Um, but also, it's like the Hollywood Foreign Press, they... It, like, I think you have to just kind of buy in to be a part of it. And so that's an issue as to how mm. the become part of the association. It really was kind of fascinating to learn how exactly they do that and who gets some people were holding on to their membership for longer than they should have. And, uh, you know, there are no black members and they're just like, well, we just can't seem to, there's hardly any black people writing in press in the foreign press. And it's like, well, whose fucking fault is that? Yeah. It's the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Like let's fix all of this together. You know, like you can't just say, well, I mean, we would, but none of the press hires anyone. It's like, I think there are probably some people who are out there writing, black people who are writing about movies. Yeah. And it's getting printed in foreign press, and you could probably do it. But it's a whole convoluted thing around that. Um, yeah, so go on and take, yeah, give that Jerry Maguire joint back. <laughs> yeah, like, that, <laughs> that's really my favorite part of this. Like, I, 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 I approve the move. I love that this is happening, bringing this to light uh, just a little bit more. But I love the idea that Tom Cruise is so petty that he keeps everybody's addresses just in case mm-hmm. he has to mail back mementos of that relationship. I mean, it's such a... <laughs> like, I don't I even mean, know, where would you mail that shit? Like, I don't, I don't know I, where that stuff goes. I don't know. And also, it's just it's such a superstar move. Because that's what Tom Cruise is. He's a, stu- yeah. he's a movie star. Uh, he's not necessarily, like, one of our finest actors. Right. But he is definitely one of our best movie stars so uh it it is kind of a movie star move to be like what we'll just give it back to him then (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know you are weight raising awareness and we appreciate that but also like I mean, are there other things possibly you could do besides send it back? And maybe that's all we expect out of Tom Cruise. Maybe we, it's stupid of us to expect him to do more. He's doing what a movie star would do, Word. which is, but I get, get, get out of here then. <laughs> I don't like that. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> My other favorite, like, this is the other reason I shared this article. Um, we're currently reading uh, the CNN uh, article. Um, mm-hmm. I found the same uh, article about, you know, the Golden Globes and the NBC part of it um, mm-hmm. at allhiphop.com. And uh, this is how they titled it. Golden Globes Awards canceled by NBC for being rusty as hell. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Okay, y'all, hip hop. <laughs> Never change, yo. Never I change. Mean, that can't be. You can't argue with that either. <laughs> Whoever is the editor over there, man, never change. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I can just read their their article titles all day. I think it's great, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm here for this though. I love that that uh he mailed it back. I think it's the right move. Um, yeah, I mean that's definitely the right move for him. In this, I think in this piece, it also says Scarlett Johansson made a statement uh you know we should step back from the all right thanks scarlet i mean you know i don't know what else anyone can do to hold feet to the fire really um except pull their support and and loudly say that they're pulling their support so you do that however best you did but what she did bring up was um uh remarks by certain hollywood foreign press association members that bordered on sexual harassment um mm. uh what when doing press during award season and i believe somebody allegedly uh, uh affiliated with the hollywood uh foreign press association like um like sexually assaulted brendan fraser oh wow and uh then of course he he wasn't able to speak out about it but he did when he started to he kind of got blacklisted and that's why he wasn't in a lot of movies. Mm. Um, so like, yeah, definitely burn it, burn it all, burn it all. Golden goose, all of it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> burn it all. It's all stupidness. Um, also most importantly, uh, this past one, uh, Daniel Kaluuya won uh, for Judas and the black Messiah and they had him on mute when yeah. he went to give his acceptance speech Trash. and I'm like, I'm very upset that they didn't, they were just like, Oh, there must be something wrong with the connection. Nah, it's on mute. Has yeah. any of you been on zoom this whole time? Ugh. It could so, unmute it, homie. Yeah. So they finally did. And then he had to say it again, but he was just like, it's a sabotage. Um, but still, <laughs> <laughs> so if we're not upset about possible sexual harassment, uh, during their press, uh, press season during award season um if we're uh not upset by the fact that there are no black members uh and they don't seem to be in any hurry to find any or that there's a whole bribery system in place to stay on the association right um if we're not moved by the fact that tom cruise sent back all of his you know golden globes or whatever um just keep in mind, they muted Daniel Kaluuya and they kept having Ricky Gervais host the Golden Globes. <laughs> and that alone, that's two reasons to just be like, fuck these dudes. Big facts. <laughs> <laughs> that said, if you guys get your shit together and you feel like giving out Golden Globes and I'm still in the business, I'm here for you. Real talk, real talk. Golden Globe for go. a podcast. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you uh would like to not be rusty as hell, uh please like and subscribe <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Your Apple is in a uh five stars is welcome. Four stars is cool. Uh, but admittedly, when I get to Tom Cruise level, I will return that. Um <laughs> <laughs> if you have any uh news articles you'd like to share, uh please DM us directly at Silky Jumbo. Uh, at Gastromonte, always thankful for the assist from all of y'all. Um, yeah, y'all, y'all are dope. Uh, 
makes my job a lot easier. Super appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with all that said, um, my name is Gastron Monte, always with the homies Chalet with Shaw. Uh, this has been another War Report. Catch y'all next week. Peace. Catch y'all next week. Peace.